Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we got some off. theme music <laughs> making, making a grand entrance on our way back from uh, our dream vacation in the Bahamas. Well, we must. Have if been you dreaming. missed us, if you missed us, we have been busy doing the coolest stuff you can imagine, which is basically nothing. So. I'm sure you missed us. We missed everybody, but we are back. We missed the beginning of the NFL, I guess. We missed some uh, UFC cards, probably. But we're here to cover all your needs and wants of uh, current events in the sports world. And the Channel 79 podcast is back and better than ever with theme music. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's Vince and T holding down the channel lineup for you. It is Thursday night about 7 o'clock. I think the game's at 8 o'clock tonight. 8.30. I don't know. On Amazon? Well, it's on three different channels I believe. But uh, is it? I don't know. Is it uh, Is it 8 or 8.30? Uh, 8.25 is kickoff. 8.25. Yeah, you're right on Amazon if you're a Prime member, which is kind of sweet. I haven't watched it on Amazon yet, but I'm sure they do a good job. Big fan of Amazon. Shout out Jeff Bezos. Yeah, shout out Jeff. Sponsor. Well, I think it's I think it's on the network, and I think it's on like CBS or something. Too. Yeah, it might be. What's know, weird? I watched, I watched the last one on the network. I don't know about you. Yeah, it, it's 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 weird because like it's on the network, but um, not for Sling. Like if you're on Sling. Oh really? It's not on the network. It just says like it's just like a screen shot of like the next of like the upcoming Thursday games. And it says like uh this video or whatever is being streamed on Amazon Prime. I so was like say, do you think that's because technically Sling is like a an internet stream and Amazon has the rights to that? Yeah, I'm guessing that's I'm guessing that's why it is that way. Okay. Even though you're watching even though you're technically watching the NFL Network, it's it was probably part of their deal with um, Amazon to only be the internet, you know, the primary internet provider for the for that. So yeah, that's interesting. I wonder what the I'm. I'd be it'd be interesting to let, to watch on Amazon like like yeah. Is it the same commentators and everything? I'm guessing. I'm guessing it's the same commentators, but. I'm not 100% sure on that. I don't know. That's interesting. It's weird. It's not on playing. I never would have thought about that, but that kind of sucks for like people like you. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, just to be relevant to the game tonight is Carolina, Philadelphia, right? Yep. In Philadelphia? In no, it's, no, it's in Carolina. In Carolina. All right. So we'll get to that when we get to the NFL. I think we'll save that for later because that'll. Yeah. There's a lot of storylines coming out of that. Um, I guess we'll go college later too. So since it didn't start yet, I guess we'll go NBA starting next week. Anything yep. major you want to hit on, or you just want to freestyle it until we get somewhere? I just want to sort of freestyle till we get somewhere. 
But, um, All right, well, uh, do you have somewhere to start? Because I'm just going to yeah. start with the Cavs. Yeah, well, I was going to start with the Cavs, too. I was just going to throw <laughs> in there that uh, it's interesting, and I'm sure you had this on your notes, but it's interesting that, to me, that J.R. Smith seems to be a little bit surprised that Dwayne Wade's going to be the starting shooting guard. Um, yeah, it might seem like a realization almost coming mm-hmm. to him. Um, I know him and LeBron are close, but that doesn't get much more close than LeBron and D-Wade, I guess. But um, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's what you get when you bring in Dwayne Wade. You have to go, you know, the Cavs have to put JR to the bench. Although, obviously, I don't know if you agree with it. I don't necessarily agree with it. But. Um, I think he's... I think it works for, I think besides being just that LeBron, like Wade wasn't going to come there and come off the bench, but I think it actually works out both in his favor, uh, Smith's favor, and the Cavs. Like, I think he's going to win sixth man of the year now. Um, Right, I was going to say, because he was in, I don't know, a couple years ago with New York. Yeah, because he's, like, Wade's going to go out there for, what five minutes to start, and then they're going to bring him in right away. Like, I mean, Wade doesn't have those legs anymore, so but, I think it's well, going to be better for him. I think he's going to have one of his better years, and like you said, probably like back to his New York days for Smith. Yeah, I mean, me, I mean, I, I mean, I've had this theory for since his Miami days that his knees were shot. Mm-hmm. D. Wade's knees, deep legs and knees, that is, but I don't know if he's come to accept that or if Tyron Lue's come to tell him that to his face either yeah. or the Cavs ownership it is it is kind of amazing though like his drop off is huge like yeah. it doesn't mean he's not still effective or a good player but back in 06 07 when they won the when they won the championship like he did everything and yeah now he's just style of play got up with him. Yeah, it's. Pro- I mean, that's probably part of it. I mean, he used to be very explosive, and when once, you know, as an explosive player, once you lose that explosion, and, you, you know. And I don't think he was ever at the top of the spectrum of elite athletic ability. That's a good. I mean, elite, elite in NBA standards. Obviously, he's an elite athlete, but mm-hmm. like top percentage of NBA elite that's athletic interesting. ability. Because, like, I don't know. Like, even J.R. Smith is an elite athlete, and he's um, obviously he's just more of a three-point shooter now. But can D. Wade develop a, a corner three or something to extend his career? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Can he get something like even LeBron's probably going to have to do eventually because his style plays going to catch up with him? Or yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm sure the examples like Vince Carter now is is a. 40% three-point shooter when mm-hmm. he, you know he doesn't jump over people anymore but he's still in the league at 40 years old right because he it's like you know it's same like it's like a starting pitcher you know pitching to spots instead of overpowering people with their fastball next right yeah so that's, that's it'll be interesting to see if he's made any changes to to extend his career mm-hmm. but just as uh i don't know you're right if jr i think he's in the right you know, with LeBron there and his good friends with him and everything, I think he's in a good position to to accept coming off the bench and make the most out of it. But if he gets a minute off the bench that he's going to get regardless, I think it's fine. But I don't know. You know, he might be mad too because he might get 
his contract might be written if he starts 50 games he gets a million dollars we don't know you know you right. never know so I'm sure there's a, a lot of depth to that uh, to his frustration but um, I don't know it might be good for him like you said he might come back to his you know if he's going up but, well it, it's interesting too because he was always he was the, the perimeter defender for the Cavs in the playoffs like you know like he's on clay or whoever it may be Mm-hmm. So I mean, D Wade is is can't guard them same kind of people. So that'll be interesting too. Right. I mean, I hate to look that forward ahead, but that is the uh, the landscape of the NBA now, right? Yeah, I mean that's the reality of the situation. Is yeah, they're gonna be, it's gonna be those. I, I mean, I have a, I I don't think it's gonna be those two in the finals, but. But right um, now, if, if you had to, if you. They're the favorites to go to the finals, I would imagine. Yeah, oh, yeah, but I mean, yeah. and, and I think it's pretty substantial. I mean, by far, they're the two best um, They're the two best teams and, and the two best rosters, both at the top end, meaning they're starting five, and also, you know, they have the most depth because their top five is so good. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, like I said, I hate to look that far ahead, but, I mean, that's the reality of the NBA. And especially mm-hmm. in the East, it's the Cavs up top, and you got the Wizards, the Celtics now, Detroit's doing some good things, but mm-hmm. nobody is at their level yet. Um, they're getting there. Yeah, Cle- Cleveland, or Golden State is, and then Cleveland are favored. Yeah. So... I don't know if that's a good reality for the NBA, but that's where they're at. And uh, they got some other power out there in the West, but we'll see how that if that comes to fruition as a as a good team. They got talent now, but can they make a yeah. good team out of that talent? But we kind of took a tangent there from D Wade and uh, yeah, uh, Jr. I don't know what the initial point was. I guess just uh, the overview of that situation. But the Cavs are going to have a lot of interesting situations with that, two them two shooting guards. What if D. Rose plays well? What do they do with Isaiah Thomas? Yeah. Um, I guess they're they're going to bring Tristan Thompson off the bench as well to start the season. Is that true? I don't know. I thought I heard that. I might have made that up. No, I think that's right. I th- Well, I think they, gonna, they discussed it. It's, well, yeah, because it's, I think the five is going to be Rose, Wade, LeBron, Crowder, and Love, right? Yeah. So, if you think about it, that's you're going to have two starters from uh, NBA championship team coming off the bench two years later for the same team. Mm-hmm. And then their second team, I guess, will be well, without Thomas, it'll be I don't know, Calderon, Shumpert, J.R., Jeff Green. Cor- they got Corver. They got Jeff Green. Yep. Yeah, Thompson. You, gotta, you you named him though. Christian Thompson. So they got players. I don't know. <laughs> they got. They don't got enough minutes for them all. I guess. Yeah. But what that can do is, if Corver's a good matchup in the playoffs against the Wizards or whoever, maybe the Hawks or whatever, and if Jr. is or if uh, Jeff Green, you know, they need his defense for a series. Or for a yeah for a series, they can do that. So that'll be interesting too. So, um, they definitely have depth, but maybe they have 
you know, I mean, you can't have too much depth if you can't keep everybody happy, I guess. Yeah. So, um, so that's the Cavs. We got the uh, we got Kyrie still uh, hating on the hating on Cleveland up there in Boston now. Is he still on that van? Is he still on that train? I think he said before the game yesterday he's happy to finally be in a sports city every day going to going to work or something like that. Yeah, I did see that. Something about how Boston's <laughs> Boston's like a live sports city or something like that. Yeah, some some kind of dig. Oh, just, no, I thought kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's just being. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's a kid. Yep. I thought he was in. I think we we'll probably talked about this when he got traded, but I thought he was in a great position to lead the Cavs when LeBron handed the keys over to him and said, "This is your team. I'm on the team, but mm-hmm. it's your offense now. You do what you got to do." I thought that was his his destiny, I guess, but he didn't see it that way, which is okay, I guess. You know, yeah. he's in a good he's in a good spot up there in Boston, so. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird. You know, some of those guys, <clears throat> some of those stars want it to be their team regardless. So they like to pave their own path. And right now he's just under the shadow of LeBron. And, you know, to me he's probably just one of those highly competitive guys that just says, okay, I want to be my own person. I want the team to be Kyrie's team. And he just couldn't get that you know staying there yeah it's weird um i was just thinking I was, I'm, I'm gonna make a comparison here in a second but i was thinking if he's if he signs up for another max contract in cleveland i mean he probably gets a statue outside the arena yeah which is uh you know long-term thinking but i was just going to compare it to when cano left the yankees for seattle it was the year after Jeter retired, so he went through Jeter's, you know, farewell tour and all that stuff, retiring his number, Monument Park, and you know he went through all that and said, "If I sign another contract here, I'm I'm in Monument Park." Mm-hmm. So it's just weird how you know. I mean, if if you if that's what you want, that is a good steer towards staying to the team, but. You know, young kids like that, maybe they don't see the, from an outside perspective like we we had. Like, you right. know, like, like I said, if Kyrie State he gets a statue outside of the arena, per, almost 100%, right? Unless he, I mean, he, he won them a championship, him and LeBron did, but he hit the shot to win them a championship. So. Right. And his numbers are tired and all that kind of stuff, too. So that's a, I don't know, it's just a, obviously a bigger picture kind of thing, but. Yep, but uh, that's about it in the East for the NBA. The Wizards will be good, I think. I think you think they'll be good too. Yeah, I think they'll be good. I think they'll be one of the top teams. Um, I think that the Sixers are going to be fun to watch, but they're not going to quite be good enough yet. Um, but I'm excited. Yeah, I, to I think s- I think they will be fun to watch. I think it, I'm I'm excited to see uh, Simmons play this year. Yeah. Yeah, they got. I mean, they have talent. I mean, they have Simmons and Beads supposed to be back for the full year now. I mean, we'll see. He'll probably he'll probably do what he did last year, which is play a lot of games up front, and then towards the end when they realize they're out of it, he'll start to play every other day again. <laughs> um, but 
I, I I just think they have a lot of talent, and they have they added they actually added so they obviously they drafted Folds, but they added a lot of depth on the back end for or veteran depth I should say. Um, so they still have you know Jaleel Okafor who's still young in the league. Oh, they got a they got my uh, boy too, right? Yeah, they signed a Mecca. <laughs> so yeah, I forgot about that. They got him. They actually got um, I don't know how young he is, but they actually signed uh, James Michael McAdoo from the from the Warriors. So he's bringing over championship experience, and they got Chris Humphreys, who I'm not a big fan of, but you know when they add some of these players, it just it's a nice. It's just it feels good to know that they're and JJ Raddick, like they're just adding some good, solid veteran depth. That at at worst case scenario is those guys don't play that well, but they keep the team in line and they give those young guys some good run during practice because those are big name vets. Now Emeka hasn't played in like four years, so maybe he's not a good example, but. Um, you know the the vets that they added have been good, solid players in the league over the last couple of years. So it's nice to see that, besides just being young, that they're also adding veteran depth at the end of the bench. Yeah, they have uh, they brought in some good veteran pedigree there for sure. Those guys have been around every every kind of situation in a locker room, so that should be good for the young guys to. To see, you know, just see them practice, see how they work, see how they work out, mm-hmm. see how they, you know, travel on the road, all that kind of stuff. You got to learn, so so that'll be good for sure. Um, but I don't know, I, nobody else in the East really excites me that much. I guess. No, to me, it's just, uh, <laughs> um, well, I take that back. There's one other team that kind of, um. <clears throat> gets me a little bit excited and that's the uh, well the Bucks I think oh, right. with like with um the Greek freak there I think that they're going to have a decent season and just out of just a long shot somebody who might be exciting this year too um I think could be the Hornets with uh drafting Monk and um obviously Kemba. they still have Kemba and then they get Dwight Howard I mean so it's it's not like they have like the best roster up and down <clears throat> but I think with Kemba and uh Howard that's a good foundation plus they have Comiskey from last year um which they, who they drafted they also still have Kid Gilchrist and they just drafted obviously like I said Malik Monk so I think that they're going to be also a fun team to watch with the Sixers, but in terms of competing in the East, I think it's just the Celtics, uh, Wizards, and the Cavs with um, exciting teams being Hornets, Sixers, and uh, Foes, Bucks. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm obviously a big fan of Kemba, so that's good there. Um, and you're right. I mean, the Greek Freak is... Uh, uh, potentially has you know is has the potential to have a really really good year coming mm-hmm. in so yeah and they get they, the bucks yeah they still got Jabari Parker so yep um, last year he was coming off that injury so this year will be his second year in uh, or second year back I mean so that's usually when yeah he should be uh, and I'm just 
I'm just looking at their roster now, and they got my boy Gary Payton too. So. Yeah. Oh, Gary, the young, young Gary. Young, young. Yeah. GP two. Yeah. yeah, young Gary. So yeah, they got an interesting roster up there in Milwaukee. Um. So that's East, everybody. Um, I didn't know we were going to spend that much time on NBA. So you all know what happened out in the West. Uh, Jimmy Buck, Jimmy Butler to Minnesota. Mello and PG to OKC. Uh, the Warriors are the Warriors. Uh, the Lakers are getting younger with Ball. Uh, Houston to get, got you know, Chris Paul. Houston got Chris Paul to pair with James Harden. Um... And poor Portland didn't get anybody. Portland didn't get anybody. Sacramento, <laughs> Sacramento. Phoenix is Phoenix. Uh, where, are they, where are the cities are out west? Seattle yeah. doesn't have a team yet again. So <laughs> San Antonio's going to be San Antonio. I mean, it's just. Yeah, they'll have Kawhi and uh, the old guys. Yep. And Danny Green. So that's the West. Yeah, I mean, you get you know it's it's the Warriors. You got to thank the Thunder. You got to thank the Rockets, FPG, or I'm sorry, it's uh, Paul, Chris, Paul. Paul, Chris Paul and uh, James Harden can can match that style of play together. Um, I think. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think you it'll be easier. I think it'll be easier for them to do that than some people would like to think. You know, some people are debating because. Well, did well Harden has to slide back to the two this year. Right. Yeah, it'll be less. It'll be less hard in controlling the ball, yeah. but I think you can make it work where both players handle the ball. They don't have to necessarily, you know, maybe CP brings it up or whatever. But right, I mean, positions are almost irrelevant at this point in the NBA. Yeah, because those are. I mean, those are really the way they built that roster. Is those are really the only two guys when you look at their roster that are scorers. I mean, yeah. they don't have. You got a couple of spot up guys, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have like Eric Gordon. He's a he's yep. just gonna spot up somewhere, and it's just yeah. gonna be drive and kick. And then they have like like Capella. He's he's been a pretty good center for them, you know. He's yeah. but he's more defensive minded. So, those two. I mean, those two are gonna have to score sixty points combined a night, or, the, you know. Or have or have like fifteen assists or twenty assists, you know. Right, or have or have two three point shooters in the in the high thirty percentages. Right, yeah. <laughs> which they which they could. I mean, Eric Gordon's capable of doing that, and they could spot up Ryan Anderson, who's like six ten, six eleven. Yeah. Um, and he knocks down threes. So you you have that power, and then they have players like I said, Capella, and then they have Ariza, who's a good defender, but he's not gonna. You know, Ariza is never going to demand the ball, but he'll no. work his ass off on defense. Yeah, and they lost uh, Patrick Beverly too, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's a defensive uh, downgrade for sure. Mm-hmm. But they do have definitely have an interesting team. It's kind of a, it's an interesting offense. It's kind of a combination of uh, the old, the old. Uh, the old magic offense with Dwight Howard and, and spot up shooters, and then the, the new age offense and uh, and Golden that Golden State made popular. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I think look, they have a chance of meshing better than the three um, the three headed monster in uh, OKC. I think 
just because you throw metal into the mix, you never know what the hell is going to happen. Right. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I think Paul George and uh, Russell Westbrook would have messed fine, but Melo, I don't know. I never, I've never been a big fan of Melo's game. He spots up on that extended low block there and, and holds the ball for 20 seconds up and yeah. down sometimes. And I don't know. But if Melo made a change to his game, you know, if he decided I'm going to take more spot-up threes or do something different with Russell Westbrook and Paul George, it might be might be all right. But uh, that's an interesting combination down there for sure. Yep. I don't know if you have any other thoughts about uh, OKC and uh, I don't know who else I got, but those three guys at least, how they're going to play together. No, I mean, I think you covered it. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I don't like the Mellow move either. I like, I'm a fan of Carmelo, but like you said, not in that situation. Not with that. Yeah. Not with that team. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's older now. He was never a great defender. Was never a great mm-hmm. anything other than a volume scorer, really. Right. I mean, uh, he. I don't know. He was, you know, he was all right, and then he came in after the lockout there a while ago way out of shape and it took him about a year to get back into into shape there and yeah i don't know his game is just uh it's uh like a generation behind almost he's like westbrook's a flash and paul george is a a physical you know he's a elite athletic guy too and mellow is just kind of a volume scorer so i don't know how they're gonna include him into that offense right and i don't know if it's uh I don't even know the coach is down there. Is it still Billy Donovan? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's a heck of a weight on his shoulders there, Billy Donovan. Yeah, I think the nice thing is he has Westbrook. I so. mean, he has Russell Westbrook and Paul George to to fall back on, I guess. if you need. I mean, you could have worse people to fall back on. Right. I mean, just yeah. hand it to Paul George and say, you deal with it. You know, he's... Or, or now, which, Westbrook and say you deal with it. Now, a a a, a Russell and Mellow pick and roll situation would be an interesting offensive scheme for a while. Yeah, it'd be hard to defend that. Or a Paul George Russell Westbrook pick and roll with Mellow spotted up. Mm-hmm. So they have some options. Obviously, there's smarter basketball people than us that can think of something better than a pick and roll, but. But it works, so still in the, uh, they still run it for a reason. Yep. So that's the storylines out west. Paul, or, um, Jimmy Butler in Minnesota with Carl Anthony Towns and uh, Andrew Wiggins and some other guys. I don't know who else is up there, but they could. Uh, yeah, they'll make the playoffs. They make it a home home series out of it, but I don't think they'll be exceptionally good up there. Yeah. Uh, Portland will, 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 win a, will win a playoff series and lose the next one like they always do, unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, that's about it. That's about it out west. Yep. Like I, I mean, like we started off with, we're looking forward to the Cavs and the Warriors in the finals, most likely. But you said that's not who your finals were. So if you want to, if you want to, you teased it. If you want to give it all away, you can do that. Uh, I think it's gonna be. So I think I think it's gonna be um, the Cavs, but I think it's gonna be the Thunder. I think, I think it's so. gonna be Cavs Thunder, and 
if I if I was thinking there's an outside chance for anybody in the East, I would say the Wizards. That's what I would, that's that, probably the Final Four that I would have to. Yeah, I would love to see Wizards Thunder. I think that matchup would be amazing, but I doubt it'll probably be. And uh, it'll probably be one of those. It'll probably either be Wizards Cavs. And if the Wizards make it, it'll probably be the Warriors, just because I want it to be Wizards Thunder. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and nobody wants. De- nobody definitely wants to see Warriors Wizards. Yeah. I think people would want to see um, Cavs Thunder. Well, um, people would be excited because like John Wall, that's potentially his his superstar right there. Yeah. It would but, be. But if the Warriors, if you got you want the you want the Cavs again for sure. Yeah. It would be amazing to see Wall because the Wizards are really the only team that I think have a chance where he's like the clear-cut best player on the team. There's no questions about it. Like that's John Wall's team. When you talk yep. about the Cavs, like okay, that's LeBron's team, but he's got all these other players around him. Whether it's Isaiah or uh, uh, Love or Tristan Thompson, you know. That that yeah. team's built for the championship, and it would just be nice to see some team that hasn't been not strung together like like a super team, but they've built the Washington Wizards have built that team over the last couple years. They didn't have to manufacture that by bringing in really high priced free agents. So that would just be a nice little twist at the end of the season to see somebody who has continued to build on or a team that has continued to build up through the draft over the last couple of years yeah for sure i mean i definitely uh, i mean obviously i'm a Cavs fan but i obviously appreciate uh you know john john wall's development of of his game since he's been in the <coughs> league bradley beale's a cool guy uh they have talent for sure they got you know they brought some veterans in there last year to to, to believe them and all that kind of stuff so they're moving in the right direction, but they just have just like you know, just like everybody in the West, they have the Warriors. Everybody in the East has has LeBron, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that would be interesting. As I said, I think that'll be the Final Four as well. Um, so yeah, so that's the NBA. I don't think we need to go any more into that since it's nope. just <laughs> the season's just starting. Um, but I'll probably do some FanDuel and that kind of fun stuff when the NBA kicks up. I don't know if you're going to do anything. but Yeah, I'll, I'll get into it some this year. You in, a, you in a regular league? No. Vo might put one together. He he does, or he did uh, last year. Yeah, we might get in on that. Um, you made a final prediction. you want to predict the MVP? Uh, of the season? Yeah, yeah. I'm, pick, just I'm picking John Wall. That's a good pick. I like that. I like yeah. that. I, I just think that he's going to have an incredible year this year, which he'll need to if if they make it to the finals, like I think they're going to. So, or well, I don't think they're going to make the finals, but if they make it to the Eastern Finals, um, <clears throat> he'll need to have just a phenomenal year. I think so too. Oh, I just wanted to make a point on the Thunder Warriors. I would be so happy to watch Russell Westbrook beat Kevin Durant in a playoff series. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, just just the that, that would be some of the best the best TV you could ever watch in your life. The the Durant, game, yeah. Westbrook game seven or whatever it is. The games in Oklahoma City would just be amazing. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah, that you yeah, know, 
that crowd is already something special. But you throw yeah. in that little wrinkle of, you know, KD returning. <coughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, as a sports fan, that's what, what we live for, right? That kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, that's what they make movies out of. Yep. So, so who, yeah, I just want, I just who was your MVP? That. I don't know. John Wall's a good pick. I wasn't even thinking about that. Um, obviously, I'd like to see LeBron get another one before he retires. I don't know if he has that in him anymore. Um, I don't think Kyrie can win an MVP in Boston. Um, you get the Warriors guys. I mean, if it, it, maybe to Durant. Who, oh no, maybe I don't think Durant. I don't think anybody in the Warriors can win one anymore. Maybe, it'll be it'll be tough for them. They'll have to have it, one of them would just have yeah. to have a standout year. Yeah, like Clay would have to average like thirty points a game or something. Yeah. Or so, yeah. So I don't think any of those guys can win it. I don't think anybody in OKC can win it. Russ already got his. I don't think Jimmy Butler can win one and. Minnesota. I don't think Carl Anthony Towns will win it. So yeah, I mean, it's by <laughs> by uh, process of elimination, John Wall looks like he has the best chance of anybody. What are the odds? Can you look them up? Yeah, I'll, I'll get to, I'll get on that. Um, the one person I think has <coughs> an outside chance of um of making it or of winning the MVP award is the Greek Freak. I think that yeah, he's got the skill set and the ability, the overall ability to um, pull that off. He's he's kind of like a unique player. He's he's almost a little bit um, unique, like LeBron was when he first came into the league. You know, people didn't really know how to play him, and even though the Greek Freak's been in the league for a couple years, he's still very difficult to defend. So. I think somebody I think like that so, has so long nobody can Right, and he's got he's got the skills of like a point like the ball skills of a point guard. So he's just really hard to defend. Like he's like him and K D are long, but I think he's more of an athlete than K D is. Yeah, yeah, K D is he like he'd be better at other sports than K D. K D is a good basketball player, but if if uh Giannis could shoot like K D It'd be uh, it'd be unreal. He just doesn't have right. that shot yet. So that's like, that's like, like he's he's a better athlete. Like if they were like he's I, I imagine like if it was like the NFL combine, he'd have a better forty time. His bench press would be better. His cone drill would be better. Like he's just a better athlete. Yeah, but you're right. KD's just a basketball player, which I mean it's not a bad thing, but I'm just saying. Yeah. The um. So the list of top. Guys is actually Kawhi, LeBron, Durant, Westbrook, then Giannis, then Harden, Curry, Kyrie, uh, Anthony Davis, and then Paul George at the top. What's that? Twelve. Who is sorry? Who was first? Uh, Kawhi. Oh yeah, we forgot about him. Probably because he plays in San Antonio and nobody cares about him. No, but they'll get. I mean, that's a good. I mean, that would actually be a decent bet in Vegas because you know they're gonna get what seventy five percent of their win. You know, they're gonna win seventy five percent of their games, and he's gonna. Well, be, and remember, he's the star. Remember, if Zaza doesn't undercut him on that jump shot, they're up one nothing in Golden State last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's gonna. He's he's gonna have a good year again this year. Yeah. So he, he's actually not a bad bet, and and never won one. 
you know. Yeah, that that, that definitely plays a difference for sure. Yep. Yeah, so him him and Giannis, Giannis is five. You know, those are oh. two pretty good ones. Um, I just want to make an – I was thinking about this the other day. Kawhi Leonard reminds me – to compare him to a football player reminds me of uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Because they just play on – like I don't know, just because they – like it seems like they never say anything. They play on obscure teams. They're both playing I, Texas? Yeah. Just reminding me of each other, like, like he, like Hopkins just has like a dead look on his face all game, and then goes off for ten catches and three touchdowns. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely have like that quiet killer, like <laughs> in them. Yeah. Like he's just, he's just some dude like on the street, and yeah. like, oh, he's just gonna walk by me, and then he just like <laughs> destroys me. It's like, oh boy, you know, he's, it, yeah, that's a good. Uh, I like that comparison. They're, they're just quiet. They're silent. They're subtle. And yet yeah, they'll just, they just dominate they just you. Do work, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's my uh, that's Vince's obscure thought of the day, right there. I didn't. I, I I'll be honest. I didn't think that was a good comparison until you started to explain why. And now I think that's like the perfect comparison. <laughs> I think it was the same thing. Same happened in my mind. I was. I think I was watching the game. They played. They played Sunday night. I think, and I was like, "Oh, that kind of reminds me of Kawhi Leonard a little bit." <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was my obscure thought of the night. Yeah, that's fine. All right, I think we're done with NBA. What do you think, Pete? Yep. All right. I was just going to mention MLB playoffs are kicking. We don't have to really talk about that much. but Nope. Red Sox got eliminated. Yeah. Then they fired yeah, Farrell. That would have been a would have been a good uh, Boston-Yankee series again. Uh, so the East, the, I'm sorry, the, it's not the East and the West. <laughs> it's the yeah. NL and AL. The AL set. Yankees in Houston starting tomorrow, I believe. I believe the NL Game 5 is tonight. Is that right? I think so. I think it's tonight. I think Strasburg pitched their Game 4. So, Nationals... Oh, uh, shit. Eight, Nationals? 8 o'clock tonight. Eight. So, in a half hour from where? What from now? I, I don't even know where they're playing. Do- the Dodgers won their... The Cubs. Series, right? Cubs Nationals. Yeah, Cubs. Cubs Nationals. Okay. Okay, obviously we don't pay that much attention to MLB people, but that's alright. No. No, but I will so, say I will say this, though. I've seen throughout the year, and the playoffs kind of confirmed this to me, that we're, you know, buckle your seatbelt for Yankee Red Sox fans because we're going to be headed towards another 10 years of yep, those two teams just... Like, I've seen the downfall of Toronto and Baltimore, and the Rays have been yeah. crap. But I was just I, I was just thinking about this the other day that, you know, buckle your seatbelts because we're going to have 10 more years of just young guns going at it, whether it's uh, Bogart. Uh, Bogarts is probably one of the oldest people I'll mention coming up, but Bogarts, Bradley, uh, Mookie Betts, and then obviously the Yankees have, like, Judge and... Well, Didi's probably old too, but the way he's been playing and Gary Sanchez, like just just buckle up, guy. You know that rivalry is coming back. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that until just now, but that is gonna get it's gonna get crazy again for sure. Yep. Um, I mean, the oldest. Yeah, you're right. The Yankees have uh, are young. I would call them young at one, two, three, four, five, six. Six positions right now, potentially next year, eight or all eight or nine positions. 
mm-hmm. eight at least. You know, our pitchers, some pitchers are going to be old, some pitchers are going to be young. Plus, right. they're getting plus their their payroll is way lower than it usually is coming in the next off season. So they can reload, they can do whatever they need to do. Oh yeah. Um, Boston is is in a similar situation, similar situation, I believe. Um, you know, a nice mix of young and old. Um, good, a good, uh, good crop of young guys coming up. Some money to spend finally. I mean, you know, neither of these teams have had you know big money to spend in a while. So yeah, what's gonna kick this? What's gonna kick this uh, rivalry really in gear? Is what Jeter does, or, or which team Jeter trades Giancarlos to? <laughs> it's. I mean, I'm telling you right now, like that's my bold prediction: is whoever, whichever team convinces Jeter to trade them Giancarlos, it, like that's gonna be the 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 sticking point of when this rivalry turns, because they're they're not. I I can't see them holding on to him. And no, these teams, really sense for them, these teams know. with the young players coming up, have the ability. To send those young players, you know, to a team like Miami. You're right. And you also made another point that the three other teams in the East are not going to be any good. Mm-hmm. Which will rate, which is, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's going to be them two in the playoffs <coughs> out, of the, out of the AL for a while now. So yep. That's a good point. I didn't think about that, but that's going to be sweet. Going to be a fun time for sure. It's going to be weird. I mean... Yeah, I mean, because the last big run was, you know, Jeter was there, Big Poppy, Manny. Now it's nobody. It's the young kids now. Yep. Can make make their own uh make their own ESPN montages now. Some new ones. So that'll be uh, yeah, that's exciting stuff. I didn't think about that, but that's it for the playoffs. They're going on. We don't care that much about them yet. So well, obviously, I'm a Yankees fan. That's kind of exciting. They made it, but it's uh, it's whatever. Play, the, I, watch the, I mean, I watch all the games. The World Series will be cool as long as the Yankees are in it. I uh, kind of don't want the Nationals to win. I don't really like them. I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. no, I, I mean, uh, I like their, I like their team. They're, I like Bryce Harper. He's probably my favorite player. So yeah, I like Bryce Harper too. But. Um, but yeah, he's besides that, I don't really, I don't really care about the Nationals team. All right, so the playoffs are going on. The the championship series will be set after tonight, so tune into that. Yeah. And, uh, Spe- speaking of uh, national teams. Oh, here we go. Keys ran of the ran of the week. I I I I'm glad that we're <laughs> doing this on Thursday, and not on like Tuesday night or Wednesday, because <laughs> I was so pissed this week. Oh my God! How do you go out and how do you lose? To Trinidad and Tobago. I mean, my goodness. You have the world qualifiers, and you need to win one game, and you can't even do it. I'm so aw. The U.S. national team has got me so angry. This is the first time I think we missed world... By the way, we're talking about soccer, people, in case you (laughs) missed it. I mean, we didn't make that clear, but... I mean, how do you go... This is the first time I don't think we were in it since 1986. Yeah, I think we saw that I wasn't even born then. <laughs> I mean, I, that means we, that means thirty years we haven't made it, or we've made it ever since then. So, um, yeah, I'm really pissed. The and and the one, the one thing that really stinks is it's not over because when you look at that team, 
excuse me. When you look at that team, we're just getting older and older. Tim Howard was our goalie, and he's, f like, 40. And we had the only two good players on that team were Christian Pulisic, who's 19, um, and Josie Altador, who's 24, I believe. And everybody else on the team are either way past their prime or they're just not good enough to be on a national level. And the problem with that is our young kids, 19, 20, 21-year-olds, who will be 25, 26 next time around, aren't that good either. So yeah. this, isn't, this might not be the first year or the first time that we miss it. I mean, I, I'm looking ahead and I'm just thinking to myself that unless we really develop talent in the next couple of years, we might be not we might not be making it to the next one after this, which is just oh, it it has me so angry. I can't even I couldn't even put into words. That's why I'm glad we're doing this today <laughs> because I would have been swearing up a storm if we did this <laughs> Tuesday night. And and here and the key difference is between us who struggled and other teams who struggled, like Argentina, is they have a messy. They have a messy. <laughs> we we don't even ha we don't even come close. Like, and and we I was a, we have a twenty one year old white kid. No, yeah, well nineteen, but yeah, I was like nineteen. Yeah. yeah, I was I I literally texted us the other day to I'm in a little group chat with the Rizmerskis and. Um, and I was like, and Don, Don actually texted me separately, but anyway, I was like telling, I was like, it wouldn't matter. I was like, the key difference between Argentina and the U S is they have Messi and we have a 19 year old kid. Like yep. we're never going to have a Messi, but we can be a better team. We have the talent. We have, we have five times as many people as some of these, you know, powerful soccer nations like you know, Italy's, um, you know, their population Portugal. is small. Portugal, their population is small. Yeah, Portugal's tiny. So, uh, I just don't know how we can't compete. Anyway, we're we're com we're competing and losing to Trinidad and Tobago. Like, my God, how bad does it have to get? Oh, I'm so pit. I'm so frustrated. And the and one thing that really sucks is this really kind of sucks for Christian Pulisic, who's the 19 year old kid we're talking about. Because these big stages, like the World Cup, set these guys up for huge careers. You know, if he yeah. goes into the World Cup <clears throat> next year, um, and he put on a great performance, and the and the United States still, you know, lost out in the knockout or before the knockout rounds after group stage, like he would, that would just launch his career to another stratosphere. Um, he's already he's already playing a bunch of games on the top team in the Bundesliga, which is the German league. So, I mean, his name's already out there, but just a comparison, um, in 2014, uh, there was a player named, uh, Hamas Rodriguez for, uh, I believe he's Colombian and they got knocked out pretty early. And as a result, but he played excellent as a result from that thing, uh, or from that world cup, Real Madrid bought him for $63 million. And Pulisic is... I, w I won't say he's twice the player that Rodriguez was back then, but Pulisic is right around the same talent level that Rodriguez is, was four years ago. So if he's getting $63 million 
with inflation, you know, Pulisic is going to get, or well, he's not going to get it, but the transfer fee for him would have been probably in the $75 million range if he just, if they would have just made the thing. So, <laughs> you know, his, it just, it just goes to show you that these things are important. And, yeah, and uh, I just want to add to that. He would have been uh, the face of America for the for a summer. Oh right? my, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars in endorsements. Oh, easily. Oh, easily. Yeah. yeah. It just. It, it's so. It sucks. So as a nineteen-year-old kid, he would have been set <coughs> in the face of of American. Not, I mean, American soccer for sure, but America for a summer. Yeah, and the really sad, the really bad part about it is, like I was saying, like they might struggle to qualify next year. I believe he has dual citizenship with Germany. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, if I were him, and so and, and they wanted me, I'd have to think long and hard about it. Um, yeah, I mean, now you definitely would. Right. So. That's just, I mean, that's just, and and not to mention he's from Hershey, Pennsylvania. But anyway, yeah. So I, I just, I feel like, I feel like we missed a great opportunity, and he missed a great opportunity, and I just don't like what, where we're headed over the next, not even, obviously not the next um, year, which is the World Cup is next year, but even for the next five years, when the next World Cup comes up after that, it just. I mean, we're going to have Josie again, who's 29, who sh- he'll be in his prime still, and Pulisic will be probably, you know, two times better than he is now, but I still don't know that that gets it done. So hopefully we can turn it around and start to develop talent, but I wouldn't hold my breath if if I were you. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you follow it a little more closely than me, but it's definitely, definitely embarrassing that we can't even qualify for the World Cup, uh, especially in a th- especially a territory we're in, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, like you said, we got to beat countries hundred times or hundred hundredth the size of us basically to get in. And mm-hmm. We can't do that. It's embarrassing, you know. Our uh, developmental uh, developmental <coughs> developmental system is basically non-existent for some reason. Yep. Um, it's embarrassing. It's just embarrassing, and and it sucks. Like I said, it, it Pulisic his his whole life changes. For the bad, not for. The, I mean, he's obviously fine, but it could have been way, way better for him. Obviously, in his family, and his future family, whatever that may be. Yep. So he lost a major opportunity. Um, so yeah, it's definitely embarrassing. It sucks. I mean, it, it, I mean, it, I don't play close attention, but it's always nice to to watch us play in the summer of the World Cup, whenever it is. We get together with the guys or whatever, and it's exciting if we can at least. I mean, last time we at least competed in games mm-hmm. <laughs> that we were in. It was fun. It was exciting. Uh, so, and we're going to miss out on that um, this, whenever it is, whenever the World Cup is that summer, which is unfortunate. And soccer already gets gets a bad rap for, for some reason, which doesn't really make sense in America. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, definitely, I don't know, it's embarrassing. And it sucks that we won't have the the experience to watch it again, watch us again in the in the World Cup, and you know, watch the Argentinas of the world who struggled to to qualify, but like you said, they have a Messi or yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we're never, we're not anywhere close to have a Messi or, or a Ronaldo or anything. But just to get there and compete is was at least a step in the right direction. And now we're we're going backwards. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely definitely heading in the wrong direction. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, it's tough to tell. Like I said, because soccer is a. Uh, it's uh, it's not as like I said for some reason it's not as well accepted if you're a fan of it for some reason. But I follow some people on Twitter and stuff who are you know fans of the national team and follow the national team. And it, there was excitement building around around that kid and and what he could bring to the table potentially, you know, in the coming years. And now that the train is you know train is off the rails now, so yeah, you never know what you can't you know you never know what will happen now. So that's unfortunate too. Yep. So that sucks. No, no U.S. in the World Cup. Um, what's the root for somebody else? I guess. I don't know. Where is the World Cup at? That's in Russia. Yeah, it's in Russia. Yeah. So, we want to go to Russia. Where's it? When's the one in in Qatar or whatever? That's 2022. Oh, so. That's that's the other one we'll pr- that's the one we'll probably miss too. Yeah, nobody wants to go to Qatar anyway. Maybe that's why they're missing. Oh well, well we we missed the World Cup. P went on his rant of the week about the World Cup. That was the, that was about as tame as I could be too. Oh, you were pretty tame. I thought it was going to be a little worse than that for sure. It would have been if it was Tuesday night. <clears throat> <laughs> So I only have uh, football stuff first, but before I get into that, um, there was a UFC card last weekend, right? Tony Ferguson, yep. Kevin Lee, um, for the 155 interim belt, and Demetrius Johnson also fought on that card to to be the longest reigning, I guess, champion in UFC history. So yep. shout out to him. Um, Kevin Lee, I'm just going to focus on the main event. Kevin Lee initially missed the weight, was given another hour to to cut the pound. He was over, came back, was on weight, so he, that was good to go. That was a little bit of uh, trepidation, I guess, in, in the way, and everybody else was fine. But, and then he came out for the fight, and it was uh, apparent that he had a staph infection on his chest, so that was another kind of red flag that the the commission missed with the weight cut and the staff infection. But anyway, the fight happened, and uh, Tony Ferguson choked him out. Or not choked, he tapped out. So Tony Ferguson, 155 interim champ. Obviously, Conor McGregor is 155-pound champ. So, I I mean, the question is what's next for McGregor, but I don't know if you had any comments on that, on that card or that fight or the weight cut or anything. Uh, I just, I mean, we say it every time. The weight cut sucks. I mean, yeah. I just, I don't understand. I, I don't understand a couple things from it. You shouldn't be cutting weight. If you can't make weight, like he struggled to make the weight, which is one, which is a wholly, a completely different thing than cutting weight in general. Um, yeah, uh-huh. But he, yeah. so he struggled to miss the weight. And then they give him an allowance to, you know, give it an extra hour to cut it even more. Like, I, I just don't like the whole. I don't like that whole part of fighting. That's the least. That is definitely my least favorite part. Is uh, yeah. I just want to. I just want to clarify that rule. So, 
the it's a Nevada commission Nevada State Commission rule. If you if you overweight, you have the opportunity to cut up to two more pounds in in an hour allowance if you're cleared by a doctor. So you can cut up to two pounds in an hour if the doctor clears you for that. So that's just the rule. That's the Nevada Commission rule. Now the UFC's rule is you miss weight, you miss weight usually, but they can call on that rule when they when there's a lot of money on the line. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, the only and, and the only other it, yeah so I don't like that and I don't like I don't like the point five al- allowance yeah. for not for non title fights or whatever I don't like any of that like if you can't make weight you don't make weight I know it sucks that and and obviously the UFC wants to um, never want that to happen because then they lose money like you said but if you if you start to in my opinion if you start to change that culture today. And says like if you don't make weight, you're not fighting. Yeah. You know those athletes will no longer be taking twenty, you know, twenty pound drops. They'll say okay. I also want to make the point that Kevin Lee stated that uh, about nineteen hours before the weigh-in, he still had to cut about twenty pounds. That's uh, yeah. It's just. I mean, is uh, almost hard to even imagine that that's that's the right for. Strategy to correct. That's the right way to do it. It can't be. There's no. no way that's the right way to do it. I mean, first of all, he's got to tell me how to do that. But secondly, <laughs> secondly, he's like that. That's just not right. I mean, that doesn't sound right. It just doesn't. If it doesn't sound right, it's not right, in my opinion. <laughs> and so, oh, I, I don't doubt that he did it. I'm just saying that can't be healthy. Yeah, I was a. Uh you so. know, Andy Vo's boy fought on that card, so I was texting him that morning when he was weighing in. But uh, I was talking to him about the about the uh, the weight cut, and I was like, basically, he he was whatever he was, one eighty four, twenty hours before the before the before the weigh in, weighed in at one twenty five, and was back up in the one eighty four range probably at the fight. So within about you know, 30 hours, he lost 20 pounds and gained that 20 pounds back, which cannot be healthy for your body. No. And I know most of that is water weight, and you just get it back, you gain, you gain still, it back by yeah. drinking and, or by drinking, like, Gatorade and water and all that stuff, but it. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's it just not, like, that can't be good on your organs. Um, so, but yeah, besides that, those that's the only thing I really don't like about the UFC, but the actual action is phenomenal, and that fight between well, Vos Vos boy and the other guy that was a good fight. But the fight right before that, the yeah, Bobby great. Green and the Lando Venata that ended in a draw. Oh, it was just amazing. Crazy. It was amazing. Crazy. Even yeah. they had a little bit of everything. It had the quick stoppage for the because he was downed and he got kneed in the head or he took a grounded knee. Um, yeah. I think I you know Herb Dean kind of saved that. He was he was the ref that fight I think. Yeah, that was Herb Dean. Yeah. When he just because he called it over, he called him over to have the doctor check him out. He didn't like call the fight and say it was over. Um, well, it was it was I think it went smoother than we've seen in the past too because the guy knew he, he wasn't supposed to do that and stopped right away. Right, right. He was like upset with himself <laughs> that he did it. Yeah, and I don't know where I you. Think s- it, Go ahead. I think it went smoother than we. I just think it went smoother than the past instances that we've covered before. Yeah, and. Uh, Joe Rogan actually made the comment that he didn't uh, 
that it wasn't a knee to a grounded opponent. So I don't know where you stand on that. And I think he's technically right because the knee didn't hit him, but he still threw a knee to a grounded opponent. And just because the just because the actual kneecap didn't hit Green, I still think that that is an illegal well, move. I believe they they deducted a point. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Herb Dean did definitely deducted a point from that. But Joe's point was. Uh, he didn't touch him with the kneecap, so he shouldn't. So it, technically, it wasn't right, a grounded. Okay. I remember now. We we talked about like his uh like lower thigh was the part that connected, right? Yeah, it was. Yep, it was the part right above the knee. So yeah, the lower end of his thigh, or yeah, the thigh there. Yeah. So um, it was. I mean, it by definition, it it was it, just because the knee doesn't hit him. It was a knee attack, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was I, mean, a, I don't know how to explain that better, it, but... It was, it, it, it was a knee strike. There's no such thing... Yeah, there you go. There's yeah. no such thing as a thigh strike. Like, you're yeah. not throwing your thigh at somebody. <laughs> it's yeah. just not going to happen, so... The intent of the... I mean, he didn't intend to... I, I mean, if you watch it, he did not atten- intend to do it illegally. He thought it was fine. He knew, he knew it was wrong when it landed, so... Obviously, it, but the intent of that, if it was legal, was... I'm going to strike him with my knee. Right, he didn't land. Yeah, and and I thought Joe made a good point that he thought, like Green kind of faked him out because he thought Green was going to get up, and Green just Green just stayed on the ground. So right when he threw it was about the time Green would be getting up, but he didn't get up, and he actually (laughs) because he didn't get up, that saved him because the thigh hit him instead of the knee. Mm -hmm. Um, so Lando threw the knee perfectly if Green would have just gotten up. And the, but the fact is he didn't get up and he still got hit with it even though it was in the thigh. So I think that Herb made the right call there. And even though Joe was saying, well, he didn't hit him with the knee, I, you know, like you said, there's no such thing as a thigh strike. You know, you're not striking for the, from the thigh. So I don't. That was the only thing I disagreed with on that. But I thought Herb Dean, you know, did a phenomenal job. Yeah, he's definitely one of the best. He handled it well, and both the guys handled it well. You know, way better than. Um, Chris Weidman did up there in Buffalo. Oh yeah, you can't handle it any worse than uh, than pretending you got hit with the <laughs> illegal knee, right? I mean, that's as bad as it gets. But yep. uh, yeah, the the card was was pretty pretty good card. I, I know the pay per view numbers were very very not good. We'll say there. I think it only sold just over a hundred thousand. Yeah, that's not good. So that's not good. Um, but the funny, but, yeah, the, good. the funny know. thing is. Just, the, I mean, I, it's a little bit of Dana punishing uh, Mighty Mouse, but it's also a little bit of Mighty Mouse just isn't that big of a draw. That 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 title defense wasn't even the main event, and I know yeah, it was. Right. I know Kevin Lee is exciting and young, but if that were Conor McGregor, if that were um, uh, if that were anybody else. Any other defending belt, right? any if it was any other belt any other weight class defending that well that's tough to say because the next one has three championship fights but well yeah but my point is if it's somebody who's won what is it 11 in a row oh yeah oh the, yeah, like that should be that should be the main event and it just it's a little bit of dana hating on demetrius because demetrius didn't want to take on um dillashaw, dillashaw and it was a little bit of uh, Dana saying, "You're just not that big of a draw." 
So those two things going against him hurt. But <coughs> you know, if also, that was it, was it was a rescheduled fight as well. So there was a lot of factors playing against True. Playing against that fight already. But yeah, you're right. The other I mean obviously the other two are major factors, but there was other ones as well. Yeah. But he uh he dominated hundred percent of the fight for sure. Mhm. And uh yeah, so he's, uh, I, I don't know, I, I explained it as the longest reigning champion. I, I guess he defended it, what, 10, 10 or 11 times now? Yeah. Um, and he broke, reckons, yeah, reckons, he, oh, broke Anderson Silva's record, right? Right, and and now that's amazing because Anderson Silva is considered one of the greatest, you know, mixed martial yeah. arts fighters ever. Yeah, it's, <coughs> it's tough for, for Mighty Mouse because he, uh, for some reason, he's not a draw. Although he's, you know, he's on the win streak. He's been champion forever. Um, I think for the first time he got pay-per-view points, which unfortunately wasn't a lot because it only sold just over hundred thousand. So he didn't make a lot of money on that. But yeah. Uh, but he's not a polarizing talker. He doesn't, you know, the, the the little guys don't have amazing knockout power. So he just just gets the job done and, and collects the belts. I guess. I mean, what else is that's that's what he is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a co-main event. Like you said, kind of weird having a real title fight co-main event, interim title bout main event. That was a little strange. But the main event, I think I said, was um, Tony Ferguson, Kevin Lee, 155. Kevin Lee's a young guy who's, who actually said he probably isn't going to go down to 155 anymore, so that'll be interesting to see where he goes there. Um, Tony Ferguson is a, uh, I guess, more of a, a ground guy than a, than a striker. Um, so he won and uh, potentially is next in line for Conor McGregor to unify those belts, although nobody knows what Conor's going to do. I don't know if you have any uh, assumptions of where, where they're going to go with that. I think it'll be their next fight, UFC's next fight. For for both those guys, unless that would be the booking. Unless Connor just doesn't want to defend it, or unless Connor just doesn't want to be in the UFC anymore. But I think if I think assuming that Connor's coming back, yeah, that that'll be that, yeah, that'll that'll be the next fight. Okay, I mean it makes sense. Um, if Connor see, I mean Connor is a different. <laughs> he has so much money now. He's a different person than he was the last time he fought in the UFC. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be, he's got to see the money signs to, t- to sign on that dotted line again for the UFC, right? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously unifying the belts is a sell, but he's got to make Tony Ferguson a draw as well, which we just proved that Tony Ferguson is not a draw. Even with it, even with the Demetrius Johnson on your card, so yeah, there's going to be some some interesting. Uh, some, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if, if McGregor sees enough money opportunity in that matchup. Yeah, the only thing that the only thing that makes sense otherwise would be Diaz fight for McGregor, and I just don't right. think that's going to happen. Um, well, I mean, well, you say you know that's always an option down the line, right? <laughs> That'll be an op- that'll be an option till one of those two retire. I mean, obviously the uh, if Nate hasn't retired already, <laughs> I 
I mean, obviously the the order of, of things, how things are supposed to go is they unify the belts and then and then Connor does right. whatever, defend, defends the belt or goes after Kevin Woodley's belt up there or finishes the Diaz trilogy or uh, fight GSP if he beats Bisping or something crazy like that. I mean, if anybody has options, it's Connor. Ferguson is, is kind of stuck, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I would love... Connor Woodley. I think Dana would love that. I think Dana would want Connor to just go in there and rip Woodley apart. I mean the uh the argument that I've I've heard from like real MMA guys like Eric Owani and on his show and all that is Connor's always been chasing what's what's next, what's next? To Jose Aldo, uh the one fifty five belt, the money fight with, with Mayweather. He never looks back, never looks back to what what he's ran through in the past. Right. So looking forward the 155 belt is not is in is on your side mirror kind of right. It's not it's not up it's not up ahead of the road. Yep. So, I mean, he's fought at that weight. He's fought at Woodley's weight. Does he go up? He's, I mean, that's a tough matchup. Woodley's going to be a much bigger guy. But does he go for that third belt and just really really mess mess everything up in the UFC and then say see you later? I'm out. It would be nuts. Yeah. You know, a fight would be awesome too. Just purely from the standpoint of what this guy's done but Khabib uh you know his rise in that lightweight yep. division has just been astronomical um so it'd be kind of it'd be fun to see him and uh Connor go at it but I think now, like, he's down I mean, the list just, yeah just the um just uh the arguments I've heard Khabib is not guaranteed to make weight, and Connor. I don't. Connor doesn't want to mess around with with guys not making weight and pulling out of fights. Right. Which obviously, can happen, but there's obviously higher risk with like Khabib. And they even said the same thing about Kevin Lee. Like he might have blew his chance at, at the sweepstakes, so to say, if he even beat Ferguson. Because mm-hmm. if if if, you, if you're not, you know, if you're not uh, going to show up and make weight, McGregor ain't going to mess around with you. They don't think so. Which. Like I said, he's uh he's in a completely different uh, stratosphere now after that after that boxing match. So he can, I mean, from yeah. all the uh, from all the the negotiation strength he's had before that, I mean, he he is so much more now. It's yeah, it's unbelievable almost. But it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Um, I think I mean I think you think too. I think I think he'll be back in the UFC. That's where he's going to make his money. I mean, besides... I mean, he's going to make money with endorsements and stuff, but the way to keep those endorsements coming in is to stay competitive in something. And I think that UFC is his only chance to do that, unless he becomes... Which isn't impossible, but unless he becomes like a movie star, but I don't don't see that happening. I don't think think that's in his... uh don't think that that's in it. I don't think he gets that yet. I don't think he ever becomes that, but that's no, like his yeah, only. I don't think his. I don't think his mind works like a movie star, right? I don't. Know. I mean, I don't know. He's just. I mean, I just don't think like he like he seems like a dude who just wants to just wants to fight people, right? Like not fight people, but like wants to be in in, right. in a combat sport doing something. Not, yeah. Not acting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Except in Peaky Blinders, you got to get him in Peaky Blinders. Yeah. That's the best idea I ever had, I think. 
Peaky Blinders, guys. If you're listening, get them. That's a perfect cameo ever. Yeah, that's definitely a good one. Yeah. I have some good ideas. Hopkins and Kawhi Leonard, McGregor and uh, Peaky Blinders. I got good ideas every now and then. Oh, yeah. But that's uh, really all that's going on in the UFC. I think two of, there's a couple of stupid fight nights coming up, and then 217 in the Garden will be a big one. We'll cover that for sure. Yeah. But that's it other than football stuff for me. What do you got? Well, that's it. All right, let me get these out of here, and we can start with college if you would like. Yeah, I just had. I just wanted to update college on yep. the Heisman race. I mean, I don't really want to update on anything else, but you can go into anything beyond that. Um, I don't really have a lot. Maybe just run through the top four, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, who do you think is the top? Who do you think is leading Heisman right now? Well, I think I, well, as of before last week's games, it was Barkley, so I don't know what happened after the last weekend, so. Yeah, it's still Barkley. Okay. Um, Barkley and Mayfield. I think the two running backs, oh, I was going to say, I thought two running backs were up up top, but. No, Barkley, Mayfield, and then Stanford's guys, third. So, Mayfield didn't move after a loss? I don't think so. Well, he might have... Maybe the Stanford guy would... Maybe they flip-flopped again this week. I don't yeah. know. I just think that's... I mean, it definitely plays a role, so... <clears throat> yeah. I think... But he also, he also had a big win earlier, so maybe it's balanced that out there. Yeah. I think he's going to win it. I don't think... Yeah, he did. I mean, he, I mean Barkley's got, gotten through the easy part of the schedule. Baker Mayfield has the, the Big 12 defenses the rest of the year, right? So Yeah. So that'll be interesting. I mean, Darnold's played his way, played his way out of the Heisman race. And, uh, and no one, I don't think anybody else is going to finish with a, a good enough record to, to sneak it up the top. So Yeah. <clears throat> I did, well, you can finish your stuff, but I just have a, a note on Mayfield if you have No, that's, that's, yeah, go ahead. Um, I, I, I've been looking at mock drafts, and I see him sneaking up into the first round in a couple, which kind of surprised me. Yeah, I think, I mean, we can get, uh, this is a long way away, but yeah, I think I teams, mean, I think teams way. are going to shy away from quarterbacks early. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking. I'm talking like in the twenties or. You mean first round early or like? Yeah, super I mean super like, like first three. Yeah. I think teams I are going to. S- yeah, but you might be right. I think yeah. teams are going to st- shy away from doing that. From you know moving forward, I mean there might be one or two teams, but you've seen it this year. Everybody kind of fell. I mean Trubisky got picked early, but <clears throat> like Deshaun Watson and all them fell. So. Yeah, it's it's. It's a weird thing because uh, I mean I don't know. I mean I I, I think poorly about the decision making skills of of NFL decision makers. I think you do too, for the most part. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, it always seems like they are so panicked to get a quarterback. They pick where you know they pick whoever's there. It's going to be Darnold. It's going to be Josh Allen. It's going to be Rosen. I mean I see. I see those guys in the first round. I see Lamar Jackson in the first round. I see Baker Mayfield in the first round in these mock drafts. I see Oklahoma State guy in the first round. You just see all this greed for a quarterback, but if they're not good, 
why you why are you picking these guys? They're not good, right? Because they're because they're the, the best available. You don't need to pick them, right? And then you got guys like that kid, that kid from Iowa going in, in the third round last year and just random stuff like that. Like they're so desperate for quarterbacks, they just pick them and pick them. They pick the best ones that they think are the best, even if they're no good. Yeah, they just don't get it. I mean, it's unfortunate that there's no really go. There's according to the quality of quarterback sucks. It sucks for the NFL because I mean we've covered this stuff, but it's just, yeah, they're so needy for quarterbacks. They're just just they'll pick one every year it seems like until they find one that's decent and then they'll win six games and then they'll play him for a couple of years and then he'll get hurt and then they'll go back down to the bottom of the draft and pick another one and it's just. Oh, it yeah. Yeah, I mean the the problem with that the problem with that is you see people all the time or no, I can't say all the time, but you see one team hit on somebody and then everyone's like, "Oh, I could do that." But they just yep, I, they just yeah, can't. Right. Like yeah. like the Eagles have clearly hit on Wentz. Yeah. For now. But you don't know what he's yeah. going to be in like 3 years. I mean, and people thought like the Colt, I mean, I know you've been on this forever. <laughs> Andrew Luck sucks, and it's not that he sucks this year because he hasn't played. But right. if you're telling, if if you would have told the Colts, you know, all those years back that this is how Luck's first four or five years is going to play out, like they would, I, I can't, I have had a hard time believing that they would have picked Luck anyway. Yeah, it just to me, it's just one of those things that you can't predict and and project forward on any of these quarterbacks and you're and then i mean know. just i mean it's, it's and then you recently like like you said Watson falls and he showed signs of life in his first year and even then even then the gm pressures the head coach into starting tom savage over over him like what what is what do these guys see like i think i texted you when mariota got here i said I said, do you think the, the decision makers on that team sat around and said, this guy's your backup quarterback, I think we'll be okay. And I, I think you said, no, we'll, I think you said they'll be effed if, if, if Mariota gets hurt. I think is what you replied back. Yeah, because that, and yeah. that's what I, I said. I said, no, they probably <laughs> sat around and said, wow, we're fucked if Mariota yeah. <laughs> doesn't stay healthy. And he just didn't yeah. stay healthy. Like, I just, <laughs> for all these times, and maybe it's just the team, but, God, like, could the Browns not pick a quarterback in the first round, please? I mean, they didn't no, this year, but they're, they're gonna they're gonna pick another one next year. I I just I, just go out and overpay for a for a free agent, or or sell off some of your assets and trade for a quarterback. They just they never learn. It's, it's frustrating. You not even being a fan of these teams, but and then you get guys like. Like I said, you guys like Watson, who didn't even give a chance the first game, or yeah, it's just it's just uh, you you wonder how these guys get in these positions to make these decisions, and they always turn out so bad. Well, the funny thing is, like, I think even the players miss. Like, it wasn't it Hopkins that was like, yeah, I want said, Savage. Want, yeah. Like, it's unbelievable. How do you like you're practicing with these guys? Like, how do you not yeah. know the difference? And I I don't I I just I don't get it. I don't understand it either. It's uh, it's, yeah. I thought that was 
very out of character for Hopkins to even say something like that. Right. Unless it was the GM was told him to say that, but I don't know. It's just uh, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting period in the NFL when Brady and Rodgers and Breeze and even Big Ben are gone. I mean, even Eli this year is, is trash. Yeah, he's been okay, but he's trash. Philip Rivers has been trash. Yep. Um, I don't know. I mean, Goff's looking okay out in the new offense in in Los Angeles. The 49ers don't have a quarterback. They're starting freaking Brian Hoyer. I mean, just uh, Jay Cutler. I mean, you bring Jay Cutler back to play. I mean, that's the best you can do, Jay Cutler. Unfortunately, it probably is. Uh, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. These are the guys we have to watch. That's it's bad. It's very bad. But we have other things to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. We can't bitch about quarterbacks all day. Well, we could, really. I could. Yeah, I probably could. <laughs> but we have other things to talk about. Yep. Um, there's been some serious, serious, serious injuries the past couple weeks. Serious injuries. Watt, out the year. Um, Odell, my boy, out for the year. Anything else? Anybody else? Mary Artis hurt, but that's not serious. Derek Carr hurt, not serious. Uh, Julio was has been hurt. I think he's back though. I mean, they Julio. they had a bye last week, but he got hurt the week before that. Uh, Brandon Marshall, who wasn't doing well, but is hurt. Another one of the Giants receivers, yeah. special teams guy, hurt. Somebody else just came to mind too, but now I forget. Ty Montgomery was out a week. Yeah. Uh, um. Dalvin Cook. Going for the year was killing it his rookie season. Um, yep. Greg Olson, Carolina, playing tonight out. Just Tyler Tyler Efer out for the year, back surgery. I mean, they're, they're piling up for sure. Yeah, it's been bad. And and then you have players like J.J. who just isn't playing well. Like you know, there's no explanation. Yeah, He's just yeah. not playing well. It's, yeah, it's a weird weird things are happening down there in Miami. Gronk's sure. been hurt. Gronk's uh, been hurt. Zeke's suspension just got upheld again, so he's gonna miss technic well, he's not gonna miss, oh, but they just he can't well as of right now he's suspended, but he can file something else to, right. to like pause it again or some some weird stuff. But yeah. So uh, luckily they're on the buy, so he has you know, he can get all that shit together, but Right. Uh, but yeah, it's unfortunate, especially for a guy like Odell who hasn't been paid money yet. I mean, he's been paid money, but not the money he can make to have an injury like that, which I I kind of read it wrong. I mean, obviously it was bad, but I didn't think it was as bad as it, as it turned out to be because just because they didn't aircast it on the cart, which mm-hmm. I thought was weird, so it was broke. Why don't they aircast it like they do with everybody else? But that's just a weird, a weird thing. To have. But, but man, that's just unfortunate for him. The young explosive, you know, the, the I don't know, he's the best wide receiver in the league, probably. Yeah. Um. So it's just unfortunate for him to miss his. I don't know if it's his contract year, but well, the contract years are weird in the NFL because there's a tag and all that kind of stuff. But I, you know, he's due. He's due to make a lot more money than he is now, so it sucks for him. And uh, it sucks for everybody got hurt. I mean, there's probably more we missed, but I think yeah, the most of the guys that got hurt. Uh, I had Odell on one fantasy team, so that sucks for me. Picked him in the first round. I don't know if any injuries have, have hit you hard, but 
Not really. I mean, besides the Allen Robinson one at the beginning of the year. Oh, you're right, Allen Robinson. Yeah. Besides him, I haven't really had. I mean, I've had a couple people with questionables, but I haven't had a major injury. Yeah, just me neither. I, oh, I had Efer in uh, in Fro's league, but I mean, he wasn't having a play in the last couple of weeks anyway. So, um, uh, is another running back in Philadelphia get hurt? Smallwood, Sproles, both of them are hurt. Sproles, yeah, Sproles. Well, Smallwood is is not as serious as Sproles, obviously, but yeah, uh, yeah, guys are guys are dropping like flies out there, so. Uh, it's it's tough. Hopefully, I don't know. It's a tough tough thing going on. Hopefully, you guys can stay healthy. At least, <laughs> guys on my fantasy team for sure can stay healthy and and get going. It sucks for you know the NFL to lose big stars like JJ Watt and and Odell and then a potential star in Dalvin Cook already. Probably rookie of the year first couple weeks. Yeah. Um. So that's unfortunate. Um. I mean, it's easy to look at it as a fantasy standpoint from us, but. From all the other standpoints as well, it, it sucks for everybody else. Um, yeah, the only other note I had was Zeke, but you mentioned it a little bit. The, the, something happened in court. Uh, the NFL reinstated his, his six-game suspension. So technically he's suspended right now, but I guess there is some other legal action he can take to like put a pause on it again or whatever happened mm-hmm. the first time. So he's, he's running through his processes there, trying to figure out what exactly that is if it can be done so we'll see how it can go um i don't know if you have anything else nope i'm just gonna look at twitter and everything real quick and make sure nothing happened while we were talking um i just have i just fantasy news if anything you want to cover for fantasy uh i got a big matchup this week in froze league yeah, I'm playing Vo. You're playing you're playing Vo? I think so. Yeah, I got Mafro. Oh yeah. Three and couple three and two teams going at it. <coughs> um Yeah, with with bye weeks coming now it's uh getting getting a little serious now. Yeah, there's there's some interesting people that were dropped this week that I wasn't expecting, but it's a you know, in a fourteen team league some of these guys are gonna have to get dropped who who was who, who uh, surprised you a little bit well i mean like um like Jer- uh well i guess this isn't really a bye week thing he just picked up uh the other guy on the backfield but like jeremy dropped like chris thompson and for oh, that for that p ryan and i don't know yeah. in like a ppr league that doesn't make sense to me but uh, you know, people are dropping. Uh, somebody dropped David Johnson this week, and I know that's not big news, but he's because he's out till probably December. But you know, on a normal on a normal league, you're probably not dropping David Johnson. But bye weeks and tight rosters, you kind of can't hang on to those guys. Um, for that long, unless somehow you just get your bye weeks lined up. But yeah, eventually have, uh, you're going to have to drop some of those guys. Or start, yeah, you know, you're going to have to drop some of those guys or you're going to have to start, like, a third-string running back on a team. Yeah, with with our with the short bench we have in that league and, uh, and the amount of teams, it is tough to hang on to somebody like that. Um, 
what sucks, like I have Odell in Troy's league, it's a keeper league, so I have to keep him on my roster. Right. Or else, you know, he's free game, man. And we, there's no IR spot. Like, my one league has an IR bench spot for guys like that. So that's kind of nice. But, uh, but yeah, as far as Saints goes, I'm playing Bo this week and that pros. Um, all my teams are doing okay. Oh, I have Zeke in two leagues, I think. So I got to pay attention to that coming up. I, can't, I checked the waiver wire. All the backups are took already. So... No relief with the Cowboys there for me. Um, but so I'll have to keep an eye on that. I'll keep an eye on uh, probably, you know, just a couple questionables like you always have to do when the weekend comes. And uh, I said my teams are doing all right. I think I'm 4-1 and one in the league and 3-2 and two in the other one. So nothing real bad. So nothing. No, that's pretty good. Can't, can't be too mad, I guess. I'm 4-1 four and, four and one in Kurtz, 3-2 and two in Matt's. And uh, three and two in my family league, so could be doing could be doing a lot worse. I have Dez on by in all three of those leagues this week, but yeah, I know for me, like I put, I was started doing a lot better after week one and week two when I figured out who I can trust on my team to play. Yeah, and then I really kicked it off after that. So yeah, week one's up. always interesting with those fringe. Yeah. Players. So that gave me some clarity there. So we've been rolling good the last three weeks or so, so I can't complain there. Yeah. But that concludes all the topics I had for the show. Anything else you need? I got I got one more. And all right, last one, ladies and gentlemen. Last one. And I just want to get your opinion on this. All I'm right. playing in the, the million-dollar... Fan duel thing this week. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Tell me what you think about this lineup. So I got Kirk Cousins at home against the Niners. I got Devontae Freeman at home against Miami. CJ Anderson at home against the Giants. And then I have Deshaun on the road against Arizona. You know, Peterson is probably going to shadow Evans. Yeah. So hopefully Deshaun can get a touchdown or two catch a bomb for you yeah. catch a bomb oh that would be nice or two <laughs> bomb or two bombs like hopkins did well hopkins had three bombs last last week yeah <laughs> um where was i oh i have uh crabtree at home against the chargers and then i have <clears throat> i'm between wait I'll, I'll cover my last receiver late last you can help me. Um, then I have Reed, Jordan Reed, obviously, to go with Cousins, and he's at home against San Francisco, um, and he is playing. Uh, and then I have Denver's defense against the Giants, and I have Brandon McManus kicker against the Giants. I mean, kicker to me, you could pick anybody. You could flip a coin. Um, but here's my last spot. I have 6,500 left. I could go Jarvis against Atlanta. I could go Thielen against Green Bay at home, or I uh, or uh, Randall. Well, I don't really like Randall Cobb at Minnesota, but the other person I like is John Brown at home against Tampa. Yeah, those are three good guys, actually. I don't like Randall Cobb either. So. 
Uh, yeah. Um, probably, what was the first one? Uh, Jarvis Landry at Atlanta. Yeah, I don't know if I like that one either. T- uh, um, Thielen against Green Bay. That's in Minnesota. Yeah, I like him. And then John Brown uh, against Tampa. I don't know about John Brown because you never know what's going to happen with that those wide receivers. That's true. But it, <sighs> Thielen sucked last week, though. Yep. I mean, I mean, I could go Will Fuller against Cleveland. Oh, I do like Will Fuller. All right, fuck it. I'll go with Will Fuller. Well, I was going to say they got a... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. That's tough. At least you have options, I guess. Yeah. What, what do you think overall? It was Kirk, Freeman. Yeah, it's a heck of a lineup, for sure. Yeah. I like it. I think... I mean, you never know. <laughs> really. Right. Well, so, some people do somehow. And they're always finishing. Well, some guys win the same. They win the freaking tournament every time. But yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely like it. I think it has. Yeah, I think it has. Good potential. The tournament sucks though, because like you, you beat out like there's like say there's like three hundred thousand people in it. Yeah. You beat out like. Two hundred seventy-five thousand, and you only make like ten bucks. Yeah, that does suck. Yeah. That's what I don't like about that tournament. Like, yeah, you can win 500000 but you beat out 99% of the tournament, and you're still only in, like, $10 range. Right. <laughs> but I don't know. It's still fun. If you, even if you cash, you can see, keep playing at least. So. Yep. But, yeah, that's a heck of a lineup. I, didn't, I, I have some fillers in this week. I didn't set a lineup yet. I am in uh, the... The uh, the Muff League. Yep. I'm in a. Oh, not in the Muff League. Oh wait, these are live. Oh, I'm in I'm in Monday and Thursday lineups again too for some reason. I don't know why I keep doing that to myself. Yeah. But I, I'm in. I don't like <laughs> I'm those. I'm in the Muff League. I'm in a two dollar tournament and I'm in a twelve dollar tournament. But yeah, I, I I had like money left, so I entered it Monday through Thursday, and I'm. Just barely on the cusp of, of cashing, and I have like McCaffrey and and a kicker mm-hmm. going tonight, so I'm probably not going to work out very well. But I don't know why I keep doing that to myself. I need to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's all fun. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it, I didn't have to, you know, I didn't put money on to do it. I just used it out of my account or whatever. So. Right. But. But that's it. If that's it for you, that's it for me. That's it for me. I guess we can turn the game on now and uh, take it easy while we get this uploaded. And Fly Eagles Fly. All right, you heard it here, folks. It's the Fly Eagles Fly friendly podcast tonight. Channel 79 for our comeback episode after our uh, hiatus to Hearts Unknown, as they like to say. So we're back. We're... Always you can find us in the same place as you could before. But we're back. We'll be here probably probably this time every Thursday. Unless I'm, we have something else to do, we'll do it Tuesday or something. But we're back. We're here. Fly, Eagles, fly. I, it's Thursday now, obviously. Hopefully the Eagles are, have won and you're, you're popping some champagne in the morning when you're listening to this. So have fun. Have Enjoy your weekend. And we're out of here. Bye.